Welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast. And it is the best time of the year. It's October. It's spooky season. And it's time to just start talking about horror movies. Renee, how excited are you? I can barely talk right now. I'm so excited. I can't believe that it's finally here. This is my favorite month of the year, every year. And then when it's gone, I have like I have to wait a whole fucking other year for it to come around again. It should be like every six months. Yeah, I mean, but once it's gone, your habit doesn't change. You just keep watching horror no. movies. But now you're just out of sync with everyone else. Now, now, now I'm in sync. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Then you're out of sync. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck it. I always march to the beat of my own drum. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not a serial killer, so I think it's all right. Well, you still got time. It's all right. Yeah. But well, with this month, we are taken each week and we are focusing on one kind of specific theme th- subgenre of horror and th- with week one we're talking about home invasions which there are a lot of great home invasion movies and yeah. they don't even necessarily have to be horror movies mm-hmm. like like panic room panic room is a great a one thriller that's like yeah. David Ar- David Fincher, though, like fucking loves to walk that line between thriller and horror. Like Seven is totally a horror movie, but most people would be like, it's a psychological thriller. <laughs> yeah. um, home Alone, total home invasion. That's a yeah. kid's movie. <laughs> that is a kid's movie. And you know what? It's like a fun spin on it. There's actually another one that's uh, very similar. That's like a Christmas thing themed one called Better Watch Out. I'd recommend oh, yeah. that if you haven't seen it. It's like Home Alone, but with more of a fucked up sense of humor. You know, Violent Night. Violent Night, kind of a, a home You're invasion. right, a home invasion. Yeah, okay. So I think personally, there's like a lot, like Hush, I think we've both talked about as well. Um, well, it's, it's our Lord and Savior, Mike Flanagan. I mean, how could we not? That one's a great one. Um, I don't know if you've seen either the original or remake of Last House on the Left, but those are both technically home invasions. Um if you haven't seen it, though, I don't want to spoil it, but I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm okay with you spoiling it. Okay, I'll still watch so it. <laughs> basically, the whole plot is that these two girls, one of them lives the last house on the left in like kind of this remote area. And it's like she lives with her rich parents and she goes off with her friend and they sneak to the city. They run into some gang members, some bad guys who escaped from prison and they take them hostage and then they drive them out into the middle of woods and rape and kill them, leave them for dead. And it, it goes on for a long time. It's Wes Craven's first movie, actually. So oh. interesting. And like the first one looks like it's actually a documentary. It's kind of fucked. But then they like get all dressed up and pretend to be like salesmen who need a car or need a place to stay because their car broke down and they walk to the house that's nearby. But little do they know it's the daughter, the girl that they just killed at their parents' house. So it's like a kind of home invasion, but then they the parents end up figuring it out and turning the tables on the guys. So it's a pretty mm. interesting fucked up movie, but I think it counts from yeah. that perspective because it is bad guys invading your house. I would say us also counts. I saw that on a couple lists. I still haven't seen that movie yet. I, I know. I, I know. I know. I need to. I need to. Oh, we'll my God. OK, yeah. Well, at least like that has some of my favorite with the home invasion stuff. It's really good and just a great, great spin on it. But do you remember the movie? This is the one I wanted to ask if you think it counts. Have you ever did you ever watch Vacancy from 2007 with Kate Beckinsale oh. and Luke Wilson? I remember every Kate Beckinsale movie. 
And <laughs> okay. so, of course, I remember Vacancy. It's a great movie. And I looked it up. That came out a year before The Strangers, which we'll be talking about today. So I kind of feel like The Strangers has a lot to owe to that movie. We'll talk about it. I know it's at a motel, but it kind of counts, right? Yeah, it's a temporary home invasion. <laughs> it's like a location invasion. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like it's not yeah. necessarily their home, but it is their home for the night, you know? Yep. But, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be nitpicky about it. Okay, yeah, cool. I, I think that's up there. Thank you. And I just I think that one, I just rewatched it actually. It popped up right after uh <laughs> the strangers on Tubi, and I was like, you know what? This movie fucking rocked back in the day, and it still does. Yeah, same thing happened to me. I finished Strangers on Tubi and then it was like up next vacancy. I'm like, I forgot about this movie. Me too. I, I was to, like, oh, I gotta shit. go, but like I need to come back to this. Yeah. I was like, damn Tubi, that was fucking just clutch. But Solid I think playlist. I think we should talk about maybe the the one that we I wish we could include, but well, I, I wanted to name a couple. Oh, you still got more? I got a couple that you missed. Um only like uh like two that i really want to mention um sick from uh from last year mm -hmm. that was a really really good one um and then also maybe the most successful home invasion movie the purge you're right is it the most successful i guess yeah because there's a whole i mean franchise. it got it got like all the other ones are not home invasions but the first one is a, is a total home invasion I agree. It's good for that. I think like I, I like that movie, but I think I would have liked it more if it was just a pure home invasion movie. I felt like the premise was super cool. And the first movie didn't deliver because it was just rich people getting their house broken into. It's like <laughs> yeah. we've seen that quite a lot. Obviously, we just had a whole list. So yeah. it would be interesting to me. I like like the second one I like more because it's more like in it has more of the concept like you're stuck in the city and like you don't have the money to fucking lock yourself up. Like yeah. that would be fucking terrifying that I like better, but you're right. I guess that counts. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely rich people home invasion. Cause he's got the whole security system. <laughs> it like the turns the house into a bomb shelter. But it's <laughs> like, like a fake, like it's like not even good shit. I'm like, if you know, this shit isn't good. Why the fuck are you putting it on your own house? Idiot. <laughs> yeah. The, the concept of the purge is what, made that franchise it wasn't the home invasion part <laughs> totally yeah i agree but i do love a good home invasion because i think yeah. it's just like whether it's like creatures or supernatural things i mean or if it's like totally just realistic like your everyday like serial killer like it's just mm -hmm. terrifying yeah and you know that this just reminded me it's not a home invasion movie but it definitely has great weird home invasion scene the ending of mother or yeah. maybe the whole movie a mother kind of is a weird home invasion <laughs> like that is a very interesting take scene, i'm like this is this is an invasion this is not good i hate everything you're 100 percent right low-key that is the scariest movie i've ever seen just for that part <laughs> like the way that it goes out of control i just felt so such fucking anxiety the entire time that movie and uncut gems and Bo is afraid are the only movies that have ever made me feel anxiety yeah and i'm like <laughs> Damn, it's hard to hold that for a whole movie, but shit, if they didn't do it. But let's let's talk about our this is our honorary mention for this for this episode. I would almost say it's my favorite, but I do I like these you, two others. I think that we're you told me about. about this movie. Originally? Yeah, I don't maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I used me and my sister loved this movie. We've watched it back in the day. It's called You're Next. And it's like I think I've I've told people it's basically like if like home alone meets the strangers. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I described it once to someone as like like John Rambo in a home invasion movie. Or like John Wick. But yeah, I guess yeah, Rob like, Rambo more for like the traps and shit. Yeah, or like yeah, Arnold and Predator, you know, he's like building all those fucking traps and crafty shit. I love to see it. For anyone who hasn't seen it, um, it's a great movie. I showed Sarah and she enjoyed it. The, the twist, it's not really a twist because you learn it pretty early on. It's a standard home invasion setup, but the the girlfriend of one of the, the, the kids, essentially you learn that she grew up in like a survivalist commune. And so like she knows how to destroy these people and she does. And it's awesome <laughs> i know i love to see a final girl like that because it's like the rest of the family too it's this rich white family of course they're in this like remote cabin there's all these warning signs when they get there oh the door's unlocked let's just go on i'm yeah. sure it was just somebody else it's like maybe do a sweep okay <laughs> yeah. um i just feel like this movie's so great though because it is like scary and like the, the creepy animal masks those work yeah. really well for the killers but it's such a surprise because it, it works as like your typical kind of home invasion slasher movie for a mm -hmm. little bit until it's like she gets into like, OK, here's what we got to do. And I love that her boyfriend's like, I've never seen you like this. And she's like, this is a pretty unique situation is her response. But I'm like, I mean, that fits. But I'd also be like, damn, bitch, how do you know all this? Yeah, and it's just a great way to reverse what you're normally used to is that like she is going to maybe be the final girl, but like it's going to be a total like she's going to have to change all these things about her in order to finally overcome the killer or something. Whereas this bitch, it's like fucking bring it, dude. Like she takes out yeah. all three of them by herself. Yeah. And more people. <laughs> and yeah. And it's it, the, the part that's great is that like she's doing all this stuff and the entire family is just like, who is this girl? <laughs> Thank God she's you here. Marry this girl. Where did you find her? <laughs> yeah, I picked her up on a survivalist compound. I thought it might come in handy. And I guess I was right. It's also like, I just, I think she's my favorite final girl, maybe of all time. I think just because there's no like change. She doesn't have to change at all. It's just, yeah. she was already equipped to fucking handle her shit. And she yeah. fucking just got to show it off. Really? It's like, that was her moment. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, the one part about it is with these movies, I always have this question of like, she wins at the end. Yeah, the cops show up and shoots her. And then he gets the trap that she had set yeah. up. But it's like, do you think she goes straight to jail after that? Like, do you think they're going to believe her? I mean, you'd think that the guys in the masks would be enough. But, like, does she get blamed for all of this? That's <laughs> like, a good question. Because she did set the trap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and she was like, that guy saw her kill her boyfriend. And then he shot her. But it's like, they have the phone records. They probably have shit that they can figure out. But, like, man... I wonder well, about her and Grace and Ready or Not. I'm like, do you think those two got off without a scratch? <laughs> I mean, I think that would be the final showdown is those two. <laughs> like, I'd love to, for them to team up against somebody. We don't need any women fighting each other. Let's take it out on the men who rightly deserve it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that movie is just wonderful. All the recommendations I can give. 100% 5 out of 5 it's on max if you want to watch it it's perfect for this time of year oh yeah well let's take a little break and then uh, let's get into our first movie no one will save you
No One Will Save You, the alien home invasion movie. And one thing about this movie I re- really like just from the trailer is that they don't hide the alien at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, they're just they don't try to misdirect you. They just tell you up front, this is an alien movie. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, though, because I feel like like we were saying, there's a ton of different home invasion movies and we've like been through so many of them that like I feel like is this the first alien home invasion? It feels like it is. I mean, I feel like the the closest we could get to an alien home invasion would be signs. Yeah, but, like, that's not really like a invasion like home invasion per se but like yeah i guess i would say i just watched this movie called dark skies with carrie russell and it was like from 10 years ago or something i've heard of that i remember the one with the birds that fly into the house i remember seeing the trailer and thinking it was like a paranormal thing but it's aliens and it is kind of like like they have a security system keeps getting tripped like someone's entering the house and shit so it oh. is like aliens, I guess, but um, it's not like in the same way that this is like a hundred percent. Yeah, like that one doesn't. That trailer doesn't tell you it's aliens. Like, no, I, like that I, was, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, thinking that it was a supernatural type thing because mm-hmm. I never saw the movie, but I remember that part in the in the trailer of all the that birds. That was always the thing that I remember too. Was the birds hitting the window? Because I remember being like, "That's effective." <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so no one will save you is a hulu original um came out september 22nd came out to hulu it, as far as i know it did not have any kind of a theatrical release nope probably would have um, done well though just like uh prey i think and hellraiser like if you had released those in theaters i think they probably would have done good too i don't know if i agree with you on that mm. like when i was watching this the at the end of it like one of the things that I wrote down was like, this movie makes me happy that that like some of these streaming services do like just these exclusives because I, I don't know if a studio would have picked this up. Yeah, to go in theaters. Like there are some movies like A Quiet Place. I was just thinking that, though that might make that, it more tense in a theater, right? Well, like it probably would, but A Quiet Place had had different things to draw people to the theater. Like it had John Krasinski, you know, um, the trailers were really good for it. Like it had some star power behind it, I guess. Like it was also like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's like they wrote the movie together. John Krasinski directed it. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, he wrote height... it with the other guys, but yeah. Yeah. But like, that was like the height of, of yeah. pr- that was probably the height of John Krasinski's like pull. Yeah. With the, with the general public. A hundred percent. Um, and like the director and writer of this, Brian Dunfield, I'm really interested in his movies now because of this. Because he's only directed two movies: this, uh, and then um, it was oh, where are you? IMDb. Uh, it was called like Spontaneous Love. Oh no, it's just called Spontaneous mm-hmm. from 2020. So that's probably why I never heard of it. It was from yeah. 2020. But he is a he's predominantly a writer. And like he was a writer for the babysitter murder movies, which I know you really like. I really the ones with some that yeah, those are the ones on Netflix with Samara Weaving, and the second one has Jenna Ortega. It's uh-huh. just like really, they're both really fun, and they're yeah. both directed, I think, by Mick G, who did like the Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, uh, Charlie's Angels movies. So oh, nice. they're like kind of have the same some vibe, but with a lot more blood. 
Yeah, he also um, was uh, one of the screenwriters for Underwater. I never saw that movie, but Great a lot of people movie. said it was really good. Excellent. Like Alien, but Underwater, which I think mm. a lot of movies have claimed to be, but I think that one comes closest. I feel like Alien has got to be one of the most like, uh, I'm a movie like Alien. It's crazy because <laughs> they sold Alien as Jaws in Space. So Alien is just a rip off of fucking Jaws. It really just you know? all goes back to Jaws. It all goes back to Jaws, man. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, he also was one of the screenwriters for one of the Divergent movies. <laughs> Nobody cares. No <laughs> offense, was, uh, dude. That was his. That was his. Uh, his first first feature film that he was a screenwriter for. So I it, say it, no. I say no <laughs> offense. Like he's like, dude. Like he's listening, but. Get it together. <laughs> Get it together, man. No one cares. Take that off your resume, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then it's got a pretty it's got a pretty small cast. Like there's not many people in this. And um, I mean, like, it's basically the, just the just the main girl, Caitlin Deaver, right? Yeah, from Never, yeah, I don't know how to say her name. Yeah, Deaver from from Booksmart. Love. Her. There's a couple other people, but yeah, like. There is that guy no I, that recognize. I recognize. I yeah. recognize the guy who plays the mailman. I think he was the one from Stranger Things. He's like one of the cops. And he's also from Yellow Jackets this season. He was that a really annoying cop that everyone hated. Oh, wow. I yeah. did not. I did uh, not pick up on really that. He's a really punchable face. I recognized him <laughs> right away. And he you was really the one. left a mark on you. <laughs> he did. I hate him now. I think Yellow Jackets just made me really not like him. But. <laughs> He was uh, so he didn't have any lines, really. But when he was like fell on his back, I was like, nice. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is. It's really it's a really interesting movie. Like, first off, it's a home invasion that has has aliens. Um, I was really thrown off that the fir- there was a home invasion by an alien and you see the alien in the first 20 minutes yeah like 20 minutes into the movie i'm like so wait where where do we go from here mm-hmm. like we did the home invasion <laughs> yeah you know what i think was interesting about that and i also thought that that was cool like i think it's a badass move to like you know ever since jaws people are always like hide the monster till you have to show him at the end because he won't be scary but like we talked about the thing recently And the guy who did the special effects and practical shit was like, I'm going to go for it, but do it the opposite where I'm going to show the monster early and often. But what works in the thing, I think, is the same thing that works with no one will save you, where each time you see it, it's different. So like in the thing, it's a different assimilation or it's like in a different part of the process. So it always looks fucking weird and different. In this movie, there's like three different types of aliens that you see. So I think that's why it kind of is still... It keeps it fresh and effective every time because you're like, oh, shit, there's a different kind. You know, yeah. I thought that was pretty fun and interesting and a cool way to make it. OK, you're not just showing it to us over and over. I always thought it was really funny that that people always point out that one thing about Jaws, like because you don't see the shark, it's so scary. It's like that's like the the shark. That's like the Steven Spielberg equivalent of when people watch Lord of the Rings and when Aragorn kicks the helmet, you're like, did you know that Viggo Mortensen broke his toe? <laughs> like that's, that's their, their go-to talking point. But people like 
seem this, to forget. Are you coming at me right now? Because no, no, I no, just no, compared no. I'm it just, to I'm just drawing. A, I'm drawing a parallel. <laughs> okay, I was but, about to say, dude, I'm gonna fucking smack you through the computer <laughs> if you're about to fucking call me a dumbass. For I know a hot take about Jaws. No I know take. I'm using two of your favorite things combined. <laughs> Slow your roll, buddy. You just you're walking on fucking troubled waters, so be careful. No, but I think it's funny that people always say that, but they forget that like the reason Steven Spielberg did that is because they didn't have the technology to actually like make a believable shark or they didn't have the budget to do it. And people totally forget Jurassic Park. He showed those dinosaurs 24 seven like he was he was using what he had and be like, oh, he was smart to do it. It's like, yeah, he was smart because if he. If you tried to show what they had, it would have been awful. Uh You look at Spielberg's stuff now, he gets budget, all that stuff. He doesn't hide anything in his movies. I know. And they're great movies. Like it's just always funny that people just pick that one little thing. I know and, because it does. It is. It works in Jaws. It doesn't. It works because it's a shark, and because you know that whatever you're going to imagine for a shark is going to look better than like practical or CG. Like everyone yeah. will always know. So I feel like the fact that you can make it more about like where it's what you don't see, people just picked up on it because it works. But. Again, that only works so much. And I feel like people have been doing that now. So it's now it's refreshing when people do the opposite. Like yeah. I would say, I think uh, like one of the shocking things to me was watching The Last Voyage of the Demeter. And they showed the Dracula creature like really early, like within 15, 20 minutes. And he's like, like they show him frequently. So it's yeah. not like, and I'm like, okay, cool. So we're just kind of getting that out of the way. So it's nice. And he does like, I mean, it, it doesn't get old still in that movie, but I'm just saying that like there's effective ways to do this, people. We don't all have to be mysterious just because it worked for Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I like the fact that like I feel like now I, I respond to it more unless it's like really shitty CGI, like the thing 2011, then, you know, yeah. hide it. But <laughs> yeah, well, and so the aliens in this, they looked good. I think a lot of it was because um Pretty much the entire movie takes place at night, so you can kind of hide stuff. The with a little bit of I was able to find, it looked like the budget for this movie was roughly like twenty million dollars. Um, but it's uh, pretty good though for that. It does look good. I think, I think I would have liked a little bit more if they did a little if they did a little bit more with like some of the the body snatcher stuff. Mm, yeah, you know, like. The first 20 minutes, we get the home invasion. I'm like, okay, so where do we go from here? And then there's the bus scene. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's a body snatcher movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I, I really didn't realize that, that it was coming on that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess they kind of bring that back towards the end. But what I thought was funny was that, like, yeah, so they're, they're different, like, little versions of the same alien kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was cool is that they're actually based on, like, Everyone always thinks like the typical gray man design is like something from like sci-fi. But it was like this is like from witness accounts from like the 40s and 50s who like had UFOs or close encounters, whatever, of the third kind shit like that. This was their description of what they looked like. So that's why this guy went back to it, which I thought was really interesting because I feel like aliens now all look like alien or like a creature like that. You just can't. It's some big tentacle monster or some weird thing that they all kind of are trying to be really fancy and shit. So I thought the simplicity was cool because it feels like I feel like it's it's almost like a dark version of Close Encounters of the Third Kind movie where mm-hmm. it's another Spielberg. But 
the director and writer said that the different names of the different kind of like aliens that you see on set, this is what they called them, was the gray, the little fucker, the daddy <laughs> long legs, and then the parasite is like that weird like writhing yeah. thing that goes inside you. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Like he was like, I'd be like, all right, bring out the little fucker. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Because that is like basically how you would describe them. They're like the average, the little, and big daddy long legs. That one was yeah. fucking terrifying. Yeah, the you're right. The design was super simple, but I, I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. I It reminded me of a better version of what we got from Signs. Mm-hmm. Like Signs like signs at the time was really, really scary. But now, like, if you watch Sign Backs, it's like the alien design is just kind of just very like basic and I, I don't know it, t- at least to me it's kind of not that satisfying but Careful, also it's, dude, it's I still but, fucking love it I know it's still <laughs> a great movie yeah. but just that little that end that end bit where you actually see it is like oh I'm glad I didn't see this the whole movie but like yeah. this I was really happy with and also those fucking finger toes yeah that was freaky creepy as hell I know and I thought it was interesting to see like how they all kind of behaved a little different and I liked it that it wasn't just like okay now she's fighting more of them not just one like they're all different so it was like okay so is she gonna be able to take all of these different kinds and it makes them almost seem like they're like a tiered society of some sort with this like Mm -hmm. like they have a hierarchy of their own obviously it's probably not gender based like or, you know, race, but it looks like it's like different types or they have different jobs mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I thought that that was like super cool. It kind of adds a little bit. And even like the way that the daddy long legs was doing those weird calls and positions. Mm. I don't know if you caught it, but the director said he was like mimicking the song that she was listening to and dancing to. They were like mimicking that back to her. Oh, and I was like, that's even creepier. But it's like maybe he's trying to be nice. Like, hey, we like your culture, you know, like this is interesting. But it's like, oh, my God, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) 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 And I think it works, though. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that I would say 90 percent of this 99 percent of this movie, everything goes unsaid, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's only that one sentence or whatever that she says at the very end, I think. But most of it is like completely dialogue free. But you get so much of it, like all that stuff I was just talking about with like the daddy long legs. It's like that stuff is all just it's there, but they're not like spelling it out for you. Like she's not doesn't audibly say that's the song. (laughs) Holy shit, you know, or whatever like that. I kind of love that they don't hold your hand with that shit. So, yeah, since, since you bring it up, let's let's talk about that. Um. I think the fact that this movie pretty much has, I think there's only two, two sentences, maybe two sentences actually yeah. like said in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like just the, the fact that you watch a, a movie and you learn everything without any exposition, any conversation. Mm-hmm any nothing nothing at all and even the one line she says where she says i'm sorry maude you you don't even have to you don't even have to actually like hear that to understand what she's saying like you can read her mouth and the second time she said it even resumes in our mouth so you could like read her lips yeah it's very clear she's saying i'm sorry Mm -hmm. and um the the journey that you kind of go through of like 
you know, you understand why she's not talking during the actual like attacks because no one else is there with her. So that makes sense. That's also really refreshing because it's weird when you watch a movie and someone's just by themselves and they just talk to themselves. I mean, I do that, but like I get that like nobody probably like a lot of people really don't do that. So it's like you're insane. Like no one will be like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, myself, just get out of here. What do you None want? Of your business. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, or I'll just like say something. And he's like, I think I missed the first half of that conversation. I'm like, you did. I think I think that was in my head and I'm just coming out with the end of it. So I do that. But I'm like that just it feels so forced when you're doing a movie like that and you don't mm. need it. It's like Stephen King compared this to and said, like, you have to go really far back to find anything like it where it's dialogue free. But there's like a great episode of The Twilight Zone from like the original show, Black and White. And it's like called The Invaders. And it's just a Mm -hmm. woman and she's going about her day or her night. And then these little alien guys start attacking and she has to like defend her home. It's basically the same kind of a deal. But of course, it's like The Twilight Zone. So the twist is like you see like the little alien or the little spaceship has like a U.S. flag and it's like the U.S. like fucking uh, astronauts that are there. So it's like we're the invaders and she's the alien. It's kind of fun. I was almost expecting something like that because I feel like maybe that was because the Twilight Zone was such an influence for a lot of movies. But I do always feel with sci-fi, there's got to be some like either dark or kind of fucked up ending or a twist ending. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of the thing. So, I mean, we'll we'll get there later, but I just thought maybe they're pulling a little bit more of that without like I loved that this movie just it pulled from things that maybe we've that aren't aren't very like unique, but it became something unique because it pulled different things from all these different. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. and, and, you know, and like this isn't like a, a groundbreaking movie, like they're the first ones to ever do this. Like this is one of those creative things that is that's nice to have a movie that does it every once in a while, you know, like a quiet place had more dialogue than this movie, but it didn't have a lot of dialogue. They did a lot of sign language or like they did things where they could talk like under the waterfall and stuff. Yeah. But it's cool when, when creators do a movie and kind of hat either, you know, the movie has the challenge or they find a way to do the, do a movie. We're like, how can we tell a story without talking? Like, it's yeah. really it's a really interesting thing um, whenever they do it. It's just every once in a while you get one of those and it's always a nice little refreshing thing. I, I, but, I totally agree with you because then it's like, especially because the sound design on those movies is always incredible because what you do here, it's like it's so when it's so quiet, it be, creates this amount of tension that you could never do with all the crazy loud ah, jump scare music in the world, yeah. you know, like just silence for so long. And then like a sound, even if it's not a big like it'll still it's so tense. But I, it's funny. The director said or the writer director, he said he didn't mean to write a dialogue free movie like he was writing it. And he was like about halfway through, like when she goes to the town and he was like, oh, shit, I don't have any dialogue in this movie so far. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, well, maybe she'll talk. And then she got to the police station with like the parents of the, her friend that is no longer here. So it's like he's like, well, of course, they're not going to talk to her and she's not going to say anything. And then that whole scene ends. So you're like, OK, she's really not talking to anyone. Like what? Because yeah. once you see people, you're like, OK, maybe she'll talk. But then nothing. So I but I, you don't need it. Like anything that they would have said her the mom like spitting on her is perfect. And she just yeah. kind of accepts it and takes it because she thinks that she deserves it. I thought that was 
was brilliant because I was wondering. I was like, okay, I mm-hmm. get why there's no talking through the first invasion, but there's people but like, here. How are they going to keep this going? Is this going to actually work, or like, are they going to change tones? But yeah, then like throughout the movie, like the beginning of the movie, like at the the cemetery, and then the cops and stuff, you you see that the townspeople are looking at her funny. Like she's kind of hiding, but then people see her and they look at her funny. And I, you start to pick up like, okay, something, there's some tension. Yeah. You don't even know what the audience don't understand. And what is that? Because that's the reason why they don't talk to each other. And then, yeah, the mom's spitting on the face. You're like, okay, something fucking happened. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that, she's totally ostracized from like this community. Yeah. Like you get that very simply. Cause you're like, okay, it's bad enough that like that would happen. He's the dad is like one of the cops. So it's like, okay. So, I mean, the, after that scene, I was like, okay, the title of this movie really makes sense. I think maybe after that scene, coupled with the bus scene, when like, it's like the body snatchers and they all start attacking. Yeah. I was like, okay, the title really rings true here. It's no one will save you. Like you have to do it yourself. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's great because even if she would have said there's aliens, it's like, first off, what would that have done for the story? Literally nothing. No one would ever believe her. And, but it is weird that like none of them have had to deal with it. Only her, but maybe that's, maybe they were interested in her. That's why I don't know. But I think it's, it's a great movie to have dialogue free. And it's like, Oh wow. It's so shocking that a one person living in her home attacked like, by a- aliens mm-hmm. is like a no dialogue movie. But it's like you don't need it. And I think that is cool. Anything you could do to be unique nowadays. And I think if you're battling something, that's the perfect excuse to have no dialogue. Yeah. I mean, the aliens have more dialogue with each other than they than we talking a lot, actually. Yeah, Yeah. they're making a lot of fucking noises. I did like I was like the aliens really gave me like a a predator vibe with all the clicking and yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were talking a lot and communicating shit. And then like you said, those creepy like feet, like toes that they had. And then the way that they would like run really fast all of a sudden really got me. Mm. I was like, Oh shit. I don't like it when I hear those like, dun, 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 like all those footsteps yeah. when they're like, and it's like, you don't see anything. It's just darkness. I'm like, they're going to come rushing right at me. And I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> but this movie didn't have a bunch of jump scares. It was like, yeah, so well crafted and everything and like i feel like as long i think it w- it was longer than i thought it would be but it was like still very effective the whole way through like everything still felt like unique and different every time all right this is a very very tight 90 like is it okay maybe not yeah. i thought this was a little over no i think the runtime is is like an hour 33 all right well then i'm just crazy sorry we can cut yeah, that hour 33 <laughs> <laughs> shit well i do think that even though they go back to the trope of the home invasion multiple times it's like it's still fresh every time like by the time you get to the daddy long legs and you start to see him over the house i was like dude i'm gonna fucking lose my mind and when he started crawling i was like nope 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 get me out of here the last thing i want is this like i hate spiders but if there's alien spiders that's just even 10 times worse that they would be smarter and bigger well, and the thing that's great is that they have the first home invasion, which is like the the classic horror home invasion where like they don't expect it. They don't see what's coming. They're Woken trying to survive. The the night. Yep. And then the second home invasion is like the you're next 
home invasion yes. where she like sets yeah. the trap. She boils the water. She's like, evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, before we get to the the ending, because the ending of this movie really does does a number. I want. I think we just have to give a real shout out to first, uh, Caitlin Caitlin Dever. She was incredible. Like, so good. Like being able to just tell this story of this character without talking and like everything. It, it was really a. It was 100%. a wonderful performance. I mean, Tom Hanks getting an Oscar for Castaway. It's like or nominated. I don't know if he won, but. He, he did he talk to Wilson. That's what I'm saying. He talked that <laughs> whole fucking movie. And he, so he's just talking to himself. I guess it worked because he had a Wilson. But I love that she didn't have anything. She didn't yeah. need anything. This was like another step. Like this was like Daniel Radcliffe seeing Wolf of Wall Street. That one scene with Leo and going, I'm going to do that for a whole movie. And then doing <laughs> Swiss Army Man. You know, it's like, that's what I feel like. I was like, they like, oh, yeah, you like that? Well, this is going to be like 10 times better than Castaway. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. it really is. <laughs> but it is again you could call both movies literally cast away or like a yeah like no one will save you either way you got to do it yourself but yeah i think it's stronger that she does she has to rely on herself and everything you could tell is like so bottled up in her already it wouldn't make sense if she was just chatting away and talking about everything also when tom hanks did cast away he was already one of the biggest stars in the True world that. yeah like She's, she's young and she's yeah. carrying this movie like I know she was perfect I thought she was so good we definitely but, need to shout her out but then I also want to shout out the character Bryn I mm-hmm. think she's a top tier a a final yeah top tier final girl agreed this girl killed four different no three aliens one copy of herself and Pulled a parasite yeah. out of her own throat. That's the baller. Without right crying there. for help once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she didn't really like scream really. Like everything was like she didn't scream like typical girls in horror movies. I yeah, always it... love that because I'm like, I feel like you don't. That's just what they start throwing into horror movies back in the day. And now everyone screams. But it's like, I think I would just run. I don't think I would scream. I think I would just take off, which is what she does a lot of times. You, you know, you wouldn't scream. You would just run away yelling. Fuck, 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 fuck. fuck no, I would fuck, run away while I'm shit. already like fucking trying to kill myself. Trying to figure out how do I just end <laughs> it right now? What's the nearest weapon? take myself out of the game i don't want whatever that weird squishy thing was going into my mouth that whole sequence was like really disturbing like you know we were talking about uh fire in the sky recently and that like whole abduction scene is like one of the scariest everyone said this one was scarier with that part because i feel like there's the anticipation in that one of the needle in the eye but you don't even see it so i was like this is pussy pussy footing (laughs) like you know this one they fucking show that thing and i was like well like i wanted to gag watching it go into her mouth and it's yeah. so slow on it's like that's what makes it so horrifying her performance really sells it but it's just wow that was gross i did have a, a total side note question that i wanted to ask you is it just me or have you ever wondered in like those scenes where it's like some sort of new supernatural thing like paralyzes people like freezes them have you ever wondered why people's eyes aren't frozen in that situation because like if their body if their muscles are all like frozen wouldn't moving your eyes like the the things that move those which i assume are muscles wouldn't those be frozen also i've never had that thought that's a weird (laughs) thought i would say maybe the aliens are like we want you to look around or whatever's (laughs) controlling you yeah i want you to look around and get scared i don't know 
I have no idea, Jace, but that is an interesting <laughs> thought, I guess. I never would have thought of that. I was just like, I'm too fucking disturbed whenever that happens because I'm like, fuck, can you imagine being in that situation? Just not being able to move or do anything and seeing like this horrible thing coming at you. That's like my worst fear. So I think I'm pretty preoccupied with that thought when I'm <laughs> watching anything like that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about the ending so that. The ending of this movie, I I definitely was not expecting it. I was uh, expecting some sort of like resolution of the aliens leaving for some reason. There was no reason. Just because one bitch has taken out four of them. I think they got a billion <laughs> others to back it up. But I definitely thought it would be a thing where it's like, okay, either she's possessed by the aliens by the end or they take her with them or whatever. Or like maybe she stays here. But like. I didn't feel like it would be right if they just left her here because it's like and then if the invasion stopped, I think the way that they did it is actually the perfect ending. And I think it's because first off, you don't expect it, but it's the only one that really makes sense to me is the fact that like she was so miserable and had this terrible life beforehand. Yeah, that like it's nice for it to be a reverse and that like in most movies, the aliens are the threat and like she's treated. She treats them that way for a while. But then I think. Once you find once they find out about how she's been punishing herself for all these years and well, not not just herself, everyone else has been punishing her also. too. But I'm just saying like she's but she's accepted it and being like, yeah, I deserve this. Right. Like she's like, I'm sorry for like existing and still being here because yeah. like everyone hates her. But it's it's nice that she comes out and it's like in most movies, you know, with the alien invasion, that means like the end of the world or terrible fucked up things. But I love that for her, it actually is like welcome because it's so much better than the shit life that she like. She almost had the the hostile existence before yeah. the aliens. So yeah. it's interesting. Like she but, was the alien in yeah. her own town. It wasn't like they were just pure evil. They were like, oh, OK. Like, yeah, she was fighting back. But that's like natural survival instinct. And I think when they realized that she had all this depth and like kind of all this they just felt bad for her, I think, and wanted to make it better. And they thought she deserved to maybe yeah. stick around. And they were like, maybe we'll learn from you. We like this music. So who knows what the possibilities are? She looked pretty fucking happy at the end when she's dancing with all the aliens. Uh, uh, so, I mean, here's my interpretation of the ending. <clears throat> um, so... You know, this movie really sucks you into what's happening with her specifically in these aliens. But then they they kind of they show you they kind of remind you throughout the movie. These aliens are invading this entire town. They might be invading the whole world. I think with the amount of ships at the end that you see in the sky, they're not hiding. I don't think they're I think they've done it. They've infiltrated, but they're not here to just wipe us out. Right. Well, I don't think they're here to wipe us out. I think they're they're here to take control or to of, learn. Uh, I think you're being very optimistic, but <laughs> I think that just... they maybe were pre- pleasantly surprised when they got here that maybe they like some humans or they were interested in like ways that they could both benefit from each other. I don't know. So here here's my interpretation. She so they they abduct they essentially put these little things in everyone's mouths and take control of everyone and this one girl is putting up a fight that they never expected she's even taking out her own control thing out of her own throat and then when they like look into her brain in the ship and they see all the 
I feel like they look at her entire life essentially. And my interpretation is they came to earth to essentially just take control to take everyone's bodies as hosts because that's the only way that they could. But they met this girl who essentially has been ostracized because of this horrible thing that she's done. And they're like, Hey, actually it will be less work for us to just invite her to be a part of us rather than us force our control over her because no one likes her. No one cares for her. She'll come willingly. Basically. So like, if we extend an olive branch, she'll accept it because no one else is. Yeah. 100%. And, and, and so I felt like aliens essentially kind of do what people do most of the time. They took the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. They're like, we tried to force this and it wasn't working. This bitch is very, very strong <laughs> and will continue to kill us somehow. Yeah. But I mean, like, there's if, definitely that too. That's probably give, an element. If we just give some kindness, she'll join us because, like, she, yeah, she's got no loyalty in her own race. Yeah, she has nothing because, because she killed this little girl because she was young and dumb and, and got she just hit her with a, a rock. Tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that's like, how I interpreted it. It's like, I, and I think I, I was agree. interpreting it that way, like, because I didn't feel like the movie was trying to absolve her of the bad thing that she does. Like, I think she punished herself. Like she said, I don't think I'll ever forgive myself for what I did. But it was it was less of like, oh, the aliens forgive her. But it was like she did this thing and the world wouldn't wouldn't give her another chance or whatever. But then this alien race came and essentially the aliens were the ones that are like, Oh yeah, we'll give you another chance because you didn't kill. She did kill their people, but <laughs> I think yeah, and I think what's interesting is that like you can read it a bunch of different ways. That's probably part of it is that yeah. you can read their their reasonings forever. But like they're fucking aliens, man. We don't understand what the hell they're after. Who knows what they're doing here? And the fact that like maybe they are just playing with her and having fun. Or maybe they really are like, oh, maybe we could like actually keep some people and maybe like not everyone's against us. Maybe they're not totally evil. I think that's what's interesting is that like you sometimes it can be really scary if you have no idea what they want and it can be bad, but you Mm. don't like, you know what I mean? But I like the fact that you still don't necessarily understand what they're doing or why, but like it it could be a lot worse, which is what she had before the aliens showed up. So it's yeah. just an interesting movie where you don't see a lot of them where it's like, hey, having aliens invade actually improved my life in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's never seen. It's always like, well, life was pretty, you know, it's like most horror movies. It's like everything's perfect. They have the perfect family and the perfect life. And then something horrible happens. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and that's yeah, you're right. Like, that's the fun part of this movie is because there's no dialogue, because it's just very interpretive. Mm-hmm. Like people you can kind of draw a bunch of different ways and that's fun because you could actually talk about it like my logic could very easily like my logic for the ending could easily be well let's stretch that so pretty much all prisoners are going to be set free and join the aliens because society's you know rejected Mm -hmm. them and put them in cages so like Aliens are probably like, oh, yeah, you can just join us. You know, we yeah, don't have not? to assimilate you. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, that might be a little weird, but in this one little instance, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's definitely ways it could be terrible, but it's like, like, I feel like uh, the movie that you had me watch was Under the Skin. 
Oh yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that one, and it was like yeah. you kind of understand that they are doing something with like that. There's some sort of agenda here, but nothing's really spoken in that movie. It's a lot of like you kind of like figuring it out, or kind of. I mean, a lot of it is really hard to figure out, but you kind of can get little pieces of it. You never fully understand, but that's what it's reminded me of. Was that like also, you don't need to understand? Like obviously, that's a lot more fucked up than like yeah. this but like so it's cool that there's different types of like you understand or you don't but like it doesn't matter it's either good or yeah. bad sometimes also under the skin another very small dial low dialogue movie. very low dialogue yeah but yeah this movie was great i had such mm -hmm. a good time with it thank you hulu for continuing to put to put out higher quality movies than other certain streaming services netflix <laughs> <laughs> your shows and documentaries are great great you need to step up your movies though yeah dude i recently doing? just watched a netflix trailer or it was a movie trailer and i'm like oh this is interesting i think it's like reptile it was yep. like benicio del toro i'm like oh this looks interesting and then at the end it said netflix i'm like oh i don't really care to see it <laughs> yeah it's popped up on the oh. home page i'm like oh, this probably will be fucking horrible <laughs> i don't know i'll wait till the reviews come out <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our second home invasion movie. A nice 2008 classic, The Strangers. Hello? What is it? It's my phone. Oh, my God. We got to get out of here. Then open the door, and I just want you to run, okay? <laughs> We're talking about The Strangers from 2008, uh, directed by Brian Bertino, which mm -hmm. I hope is right. I have not seen any of his stuff. Have you seen any of his other work? Um, I just, I had not actually like watched really. I didn't know what he had done um, because... Uh, but I was curious after rewatching this movie and how well it was like he wrote and directed it. I was like, this guy's got to be doing other shit. So I looked him up and I watched a couple of his other movies. I think there's still one. The Dark and the Wicked is his most recent one. It looks like from 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have not. That's the one I have to watch. Uh, I'm going to watch later, actually. But. From what I've heard, that one is really, really good. Uh, the Monster was the one he did before that. It's an A24 movie, and it was pretty great. I thought it was really well done. Um, and he's just really effective at, like, I think, I mean, especially horror. It sounds like those are the only things he's done, really. But he's really great. Like, The Strangers, The Monster, those two, I noticed, like, some similarities with, like, just his the way he, he can stage a scene and make it feel different than like the 90% 90 other things that are the exact same scenario right like yeah. home invasion or like the monsters that are like Cujo but with like a creature in the woods attacking a mom and daughter in a car oh. but it's like so it's not a dog but it's like very similar it's just that you know they do something he does something unique with it each time I think he's really good at crafting scenes he doesn't go for like the you know like we were saying he doesn't go for the the easy route he's like he's yeah. going for he goes the harder route and he makes it really well done he goes so fucking hard he's one of those guys that does he writes and directs his own stuff mm -hmm. um 
Like, I didn't realize this is his first movie. Me either. What, what, a, what a first movie. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not, like, working, he's not putting out a new horror movie. And it's weird, also, The Strangers was so good that, like, there's only one sequel, and it came out 10 years later. It's really strange. That's the other thing that's super weird to me. Like, this movie was not by any means like a flop like yeah it the budget for this back in 2008 was nine million but it did over 80 million worldwide so like this essentially you know did the same ticket sales uh as like the first saw movie the budget for this was higher but like this was a this was a big hit mm-hmm. so it is weird Maybe maybe they had not figured out the uh, the horror formula by that point. I don't know. But like you would think that a movie that was this successful would have got a sequel pretty me. soon after. They were doing sequels back all through the 80s. There was like I, 8, 9, 10, like all these other ones. But I feel like for the 2000s, a lot of it was just remakes. This was cool because it was something different. And I felt like the killers were pretty iconic. Like the costumes mm-hmm. were great. I feel like a lot of people will still even go as the strangers. Like it's a perfect oh, yeah. costume. And it's really effective, like the fucking burlap sack thing or whatever that is Yeah. on the, the guy's fucking face. I hate it. It still haunts my dreams. And he knows oh, yeah. just how to fucking show that thing and coming out of the shadows. And I mean, this every the people who play the killers are just so great. Everyone's like really off off putting. Well, I mean, if we are if we're talking about the killers, we need to know who the fuck Tamara is. Like they're looking for Tamara. Who is she? Where is she? Maybe is she in the sequel? Maybe that's her name. Maybe <laughs> she's the one. I don't that's know. True. You but don't you know. Mentioned, you mentioned the killers. You mentioned the masks. So this movie came out in 2008. I I feel like this movie has to be an inspiration on some level for like the purge. Totally. Like, would think. You have the you have the the not the burlap sass, the burlap sack, but like the women that are wearing the masks. The burlap sass. I love it. He's got that <laughs> yeah. burlap sass. Oh, so giving off that burlap sass. Sass. Go girl. <laughs> um, no, but the definitely the doll masks are very similar to the purge masks, and they're yeah. very like in the same kind of vein. But these are more like the painted kind of like classic doll. Those ones are like weird, like kind of cartoon almost doll faces. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm saying inspiration, you know, because I'm not saying direct copy either. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm trying to make you look dumb. No, but I, you know what's weird Good is that luck. I was I was also thinking that this movie owes a lot to the movie Vacancy mm-hmm. that we were talking about earlier for Home Invasion, which happens at a motel. But like, I would say what really struck me because I watched that right after this one was the fact that like Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson in that movie are like also in a like in a bad place in their relationship like they're like gonna be divorcing their child died and so they're like they hate each other and they're in a really bad mood this one it's like they he proposed and she said no so it's like really uncomfortable and it's like really negative night for them yeah and it feels kind of similar i feel like uh the the you know 2010s range or early, maybe just early 2000s mm-hmm. i feel like marital troubles was a pretty like common staple of i guess of, you're right of, of horror movies yeah i guess that's pretty much just besides the home invasion aspect then it's but it, you're right it is a little bit different all right we'll let the strangers be cool but my other gripe <laughs> with it before we get to how great it is because it does hold up really well 
oh, my yeah. big gripe with it and with every 2000s movie that I still love, but they all start with fucking based on a true story when they're not at all. Like the only thing that's true about this story is that the director had somebody fucking knock on his door at night and ask for someone who didn't live there. That's the only true part of this movie. They tell you at the beginning with this whole thing about how it's a real case and it was never solved and blah, 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 blah. And the director says that it was not inspired by other true actual events. So I'm just saying that is some bullshit. Why did every movie do that? It was like, just, just stop it. We don't need that for everything. Well, we know the reason why they do it. It's because that's how they sell tickets. But like, okay, it worked for Blair Witch, right? Because that literally, they tried the most almost to make, they literally got everybody to believe it was real because it's found footage. But that's the whole concept of found footage. It's found footage. These people died. This is the record. (laughs) Remind me, in I haven't watched Blair Witch in a long, long, long time. Oh, boy. Do they ever say in Blair Witch, Blair Witch that this is based on a true story? Or is it, it just you find the footage? It's at the very beginning where they talk about these people are still missing or at the very end. And like that this is the oh. footage recovered. But there was like these people, like their names are the same as the actors. Like the actors and the, the people and the characters are the exact same oh, okay. names. And it was like they put out real like missing persons shit. They put up a whole website with like, have you seen me? Like all these things. So like they really... Like they, mm-hmm. there was nothing like no logos before the movie. So people, because I think it was one of the first times that that happened, it was like, uh, what? So everyone really thought it was real. It, it might just be that I'm at the point in my life where the word, you know, based on a true story or inspired on a true story means absolutely nothing. Because it they means, did it too much. Like it means that the one character in the movie is actually a real person that's about as much based as there is nothing else in the movie is accurate like that's the same when i go into a movie and i see based on a true story or inspired by a true story i'm like okay so that means none none of this is true except maybe for one percent literally it's like cocaine bear but i'm okay with it cocaine bear because they know that this is obviously not the real story and they're not trying to convince you of that they just say that and it's like yeah okay but like everyone they're in on the joke but it's like everybody else, it's just being a fucking dick. Like, yeah. it's a horror movie. I don't need to fucking think it's real. Please don't do that to me. Like, I was t- I've was, i told you about that movie, The Fourth Kind with Mili Jovovich. And it's like the fucked up, the most fucked up movie because the beginning of it is her saying, I'm Mili Jovovich. This is a, a movie that is based on real stories and accounts of this woman. And you will see like reenactments where I'm playing her. And then you will see like real footage of her and the people who had alien encounters in Alaska between these dates. And I'm like, that is a, some fucking blatant, blatant lying at the beginning of the movie. I'm sure that that's why it was even scarier. But again, I don't need to think that those alien things are real. Like right now, I, that makes it, I get that it's like an easy way to make your movie scarier, but it's like to a point, just stop it. I don't need it, that. I mean, it's like the based off uh a, a true story kind of thing. You could say 30 days of night is based off a true story. Cause in Alaska, there is a period of time yeah. where the sun doesn't rise exactly. for a month. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But the thing about the strangers is I will give it this, that even though it says that fucking based on, they do like a whole Texas chainsaw thing where they like say mm-hmm. names of the people and all this shit. Like it's real, but it's like, this one is actually like similar to Texas chainsaw. I guess something that could happen. And I think yeah, that's so, why it's effective. It's why, and it still is, because it's just so, really creepy. 
one of the things that I wrote down while watching this is I feel I I remember when I when I remember seeing this back in high school, I felt like this was the most believable a quote unquote true story has been since Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Like I watched, I was like, did this actually happen? Because I mean, shit like that does like, happen is the whoa. thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like what I hold on to the details of like, did they wear fucking masks like that? Was there a fucking man like that with that creepy ass face? And did they say the iconic line of because you were home? Because yeah. that's the part I think that if I had found out that was true, I don't think I ever would have slept tonight again yeah. in my life. I would have fucking slept holding a knife with my eyes open as long as I could. I will say that um, I did really like the um, the the CSI voiceover that read the based on a true story thing. Most of the time, they just put the text no, on yeah. screen. I did like the CSI voice. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. That's why it was very uh, Texas Chainsaw because it's the same voice, basically. Who does mm-hmm. that in Texas Chainsaw, the remake and original, and then they do it for here. So I was like, it's a nice little homage, and it is effective. Because when so, when he's saying it, I'm like, oh, it must be true. He's fucking t- he's telling me that. Oh, my God. I'm going to look this up right now. And then you're like, oh, OK, it isn't true. Thank God. But I'm sure that like if this wasn't already something that had happened, someone probably got inspired by the movie and did it. Oh, yeah. Not to so, be that person. But <laughs> so like this movie is terrifying. Like this is a movie that I will not like I won't show Sarah. Because there's nothing supernatural about it. It's, it's real. Just, there's there's no reason for it. It's just people at just home and some people come and just fuck with them. And, you know, this is a great movie to watch if you live in an apartment or like a not ground level kind of situation. If you live in the woods in a <laughs> remote place of any kind and you have a house and no neighbors within close distance, I think this might not be the movie for you. However, is, if you stay at a, like a hotel, you can watch Vacancy, and that might that would be the worst one to watch at a motel. <laughs> but I do feel like this is like yeah, if you're maybe in the city, but I don't think even then you feel safe. I feel oh, like no is- matter what, this movie makes you feel unsafe because it's like they do it perfectly. Where like I feel like most guys, whatever, would be like, oh, I'd be able to stop them. It's just one guy, two women. I could do that. I wouldn't let anyone in the house. It's like. Sure, but that's because these guys are fucking smart. They do this all the time. They know what they're up to. You know, they don't yeah. start off with this like threat. You know, it's like, oh, hey, it's a young girl and it's at night. So it has it's the I mean, I'm just a person that like I fucking am always like, who the fuck would be knocking at the door right now? You know, like okay. if, someone, if anyone knocks, I'm already like, who the fuck would that be? It's not anyone that we know because no one would do that. It's like, right, this is This is the movie. <laughs> This movie is why I don't answer the the door after mm-hmm. like seven o'clock. That's the thing. It's like four in the morning when this bitch yeah. knocks at the door. I would leave immediately, although they're probably already outside or in the house or something. So you're kind of screwed by the time that they've locked onto you. But it's like, yeah. And it's like, what would you do? Like, you can't you wouldn't just go kill that girl. You don't know her. You don't know anything about <laughs> her. You're not going, oh, this is probably a serial killer. You would just be like, huh, that's weird. And I hate that, like, of course, they have to wait till the husband goes out to buy the smokes for her. And it's like, that's when they come back. That whole sequence is like so stressful. God, all the all the stuff like 
you mentioned with the director, like he does things so well, like stages when, it perfectly with like the sound when, too. Oh, the sound, yeah. but like even the little things, like when they open the door and the girl's like right in front of them, but she unscrewed the light bulb, so it's like just her silhouette. Like if I open the so door and terrifying. someone did that, like if I had that light situation and I open the door and there's dark, I'd close the door. I'd be yeah. like, I'll talk to you through. That's another thing. I feel like ring cameras like kind of yeah. ruin this movie a little bit. Like, yeah, that's it's a good true. Thing it's a set in 2008. Maybe but... they like broke the ring camera. I mean, there's something to that, right? I mean, Although they would. would they didn't have them back in 2008. But yeah, like I know. I know that this movie did get me because I was like, oh, God, look at those flip phones and her phone's not charged. Who wouldn't have their phone charged? <laughs> Like, also, you know what I mean? Those phones and, back then, they're charged for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, this bitch was on her phone the whole fucking wedding that they were at. Jesus. There's no games. There's no apps. There's nothing draining the battery. Like Exactly. You weren't <laughs> using that thing very often. So I was like, that's weird. And then I, but the thing about home invasions, I think, and I think it just it is why they work for me as a, as a horror subgenre is that no matter what you do, like, I think that they really just drive home the fact that, like, someone could break into your house at any moment. Like, whatever you think you have, like, the door locked and that you're safe, like, that won't stop fucking anyone from getting in. You know? Yeah. Nobody lives their life like you're next, where they're like, I'm fucking ready to survive any kind of scenario at any moment. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, this is realistic, where, like, these people are totally taken by surprise. They do their best, but it's like, it's not enough. Like these people are fucking professionals who are doing this shit to them. Like obviously this ain't their first rodeo, you know, but it just really makes you feel so vulnerable. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. because you have a door that you can lock, you feel safe, but it's like someone could break through anything in your house. Super fucking easy. And this movie really drives that home. Well, and also like, it feels like the whole movie, the, the killers are just fucking with them. Exactly. It's like, just like it a cat and mouse like thing. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like there's any level of effort exerted by the killers. Like, like there's, there's just, no way you were gonna get out of it. They had everything, yeah. they figured it all out. It's like it's almost like they have like a a Jason Voorhees kind of thing or Michael Myers thing where they just kind of like pop up where they need to be. Like they're we never see them running. We see that one guy wheezing, and I'm like, why are you wheezing, dude? You're not running anywhere. Or like, <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe that's why we don't see him. He's just sprinting. But maybe <laughs> but he wheezes all the time. I think he does because it makes him creepier. But it's. I also love the fact that like you don't know anything about these people. You never find out anything about the strangers. That's why I'm shocked that there's not like four or more movies about them explaining the origins of how they first met up and became killers. Right. Yeah. Like, it just seems like something that would happen. I'm really glad that it didn't like the, the the sequel of you haven't seen the strangers pray at night or you have no you? I okay haven't. i watched that like within the last couple of years for the first time because i had always heard it was terrible but i actually didn't hate it i thought it was not bad it had some really great like really well staged scenes um it's a different writer director team um but it's the guy who did it's Johannes Roberts who did 47 meters down both of those. And then uh, he did that segment on the VHS 99, the one where the girls like buried for like the, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sorority prank. Um, and I, I think he's really good at like staging stuff like that too. I think he has a similar talent and that's why like, there's a really cool sequence in the pool in the next one, but it's at a trailer park and it's a um, full family where it's like two 
teenage slash like young 20s children. I think they're teenagers, actually. But Mm -hmm. and then two parents. So I felt like it was interesting. It still upped the factor a little bit. And it was a bigger space that they were playing with because it was a Mm -hmm. whole trailer park. Nice. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier the like the sound design and and, like sound editing and and stuff like that. And like Mm -hmm. this movie is incredible with the decisions they make around sound. Like I I described this movie like at the end, I was like, this is the, um, let me find my note. Uh, I would describe this movie essentially as like a great example of less is more. Like this movie has no fluff. It has no backstory. It has essentially, it only has one flashback and that's to him proposing and then her saying no, but then like no supernatural, very little dialogue, very subtle score. Like the score is just kind of like sometimes background, but they use sounds of the things in the house to kind of, yeah. Like the, the door being smashed, the piano, like they play the keys or like when they're smashing the piano, like they're pushing the piano into the door, like, the sounds of the piano jungling around or the record, like the record skipping or like the the record as the background music. Like it's so good how they do it and the lack of sound. Like I always think about when, um, when Scott Speedman also great last name, Speedman, uh, when he goes fast, (laughs) when he goes to get something from the store, I forget, but, uh, when he goes and she's in the house by herself and she's in the kitchen and then the camera like pans over and the guy just steps out from behind the wall and she's looking away. There's no sound. Like that's usually something where there's like a piano, like a thing. There's nothing. So it's almost like if you didn't see him step out, if you were focusing on Liv Tyler, because she's gorgeous. I mean, she's fucking gorgeous in this movie. I couldn't get over it. she's a great actress. She's incredible. (laughs) Just put her fucking in everything. I love her. I agree. I was thinking that this whole time. Like, God, I'm not even like into girls, but like, I want to fuck her. Like, she's beautiful. (laughs) And I would propose yeah, to her like, too. <laughs> especially when she whispers. She's so good at whispering mm-hmm. dialogue. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I feel like 50% of her of her lines in this movie is her just whispering, James. James. <laughs> she nails it, man. She gets me. She's but it's like when she great. But like when she's doing something at the kitchen and then, yeah, the guy pops out. It's like if you weren't paying attention to him pop out, like if you're watching her and then like you look over, you're like, oh, God, there's Burlap Man there. Like it's Burlap so Man. good at that. Dude, that's what I love so much about like Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House. Because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The more you, I mean, every time you watch it, you find new ones that you miss. But it Especially is the same that thing. one take episode. Yeah, but it's so crazy how like. It's just so much more effective than anything you could do with a jump scare. I don't know why more people don't do that because I know the jump scare is easy, but it's like it's so much more like it sends a shiver down your spine mm. when you see someone and it's like something that like you have to be paying attention or, oh, shit, I did not see him there. Like that scares the shit out of you. And it's still so effective. They do that a couple times with him. And like the way that they do it and play with the light is so fucking well done. And even that guy, the way that he like moves and when he sits at the table and like 
when he's like slowly moving his head. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I just, I mean, everything about it is off putting. This whole movie, it's so. Well, but I couldn't get over the fact that like the poor couple that like they're breaking up or like who knows what's happening. They're like having this horrible fucking night, like probably yeah. the worst night of their lives. On top of that, now they have to fucking get attacked by people who are trying to kill them. It's like. Come on. Couldn't we have just had a happy night tonight? Yeah. And then this happened. Does it have to happen tonight? I'd well, be like, it's like, it sounds about right with the day that we've had. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they were about to have a bad night, but they're like, hey, but you know, like we could have we could I have a night. Of, we could have a night of breakup sex. Yeah. So it's like they're about to do that. And then they just get cock blocked by these random people. <laughs> it's like just when it's like just my it proves my theory that just when you think life can't get any worse it will it does it always does whenever you say things like oh man well this is terrible at least we can get by though you know it's like could be worse nope now there's killers and they're attacking the house they're already in inside at this point probably it's like fucking terrifying and that's why i think the the motto of this movie is don't move out to the woods and not have any neighbors i think that's the motto of most home invasion movies i think we could say is that it's good to have noisy neighbors and people that you see all the time well, and if they did this movie again in in 2023, they they went to that house because it was their friend's house. The, if they did it again now, that house would be an Airbnb. And so it's like, there's actually don't go a movie. to an Airbnb. There's <laughs> like, a movie about, I mean, there's, I mean, obviously Barbarian, but um, on Netflix, I think it's uh, The Rental. It's Dave Franco's movie and it has uh, our boy Dan Stevens in it. And oh. uh, it also has the guy from uh, what's that chef show? I forget what it's called, but either way. Um, okay, <laughs> never mind. Well. <laughs> but that's a good movie, and it is about uh, they go out to a remote Airbnb and shit goes bad. And so I'm oh, just saying, okay. it's like you're totally right. That is the yeah. modern update, but it is still like a viable thing that people, I mean, sick we mentioned did it well yeah. because it was like COVID, we're going to a remote place yeah. on purpose. Yeah. COVID is really a great time for a slasher, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, it's, it's fucked up. And like, not that I'm like, oh, hey, COVID was great, but, you know, but another <laughs> for killers, example, I'm sure they loved it. Yeah. Another example of, of, um, of uh, Brian Bertino using sound, I thought perfectly was like, you mentioned like the people do the jump scare. And like when the jump scare happens, like that's the height of the emotion. That's the height of the adrenaline. And then everything that happens following it, like you just kind of come down from it. So it's less scary. It's usually like a chase or something that happens after the jump scare. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was perfect when they kind of did the jump scare when she opens the window and burlap man is right there in the window and she screams and she knocks the record player and then the record player skips. Mm -hmm. And so then the record player is skipping for like two minutes straight. A long time. And it's so unsettled. Like this whole movie just extends the uncomfortableness. That's what I'm saying. There's no comfortability once they start attacking. Like there's no downtime where they think they've beat them or anything. It's always like, and then of course, when he comes home, he's like, Oh, I'm sure you're crazy. It's like, what is your problem, man? Why can't you fucking believe us? Why would we make all this shit up? You know, I'm not sitting here trying to have a fucking panic attack. Like they were fucking, I mean, I don't even know how you didn't see them point aside, but it's like, there's no safety. Even when their friend shows up, which is so funny because I oh. always remember that it's someone, but I couldn't remember who was the friend. But I was like, I remember the first time seeing it going, holy fuck. And then you texted me because you watched this before me and you're like, yeah. 
And I was like, it's, oh, it's shit. Dennis from Always Sunny. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, that's who it is. I couldn't fucking remember for the life of me. And I was like, I loved that it was someone that we know. And we're like, oh, good, maybe this guy will save them, you know? Like, he's yeah. someone we know. I mean, he's not necessarily a hero, but, like, he'll do. <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> not the killers. And then it's like, oh, no, they shoot him. And I think that that's, like, I don't know. Do you think it was like something that they intended or did they like when they let him in, it seemed like the guy was going to creep up and kill him. And then it was kind of a happy accident that they shot him. Oh, you mean, did the intent, did the killers killers. intend for them to kill him? For lack of a better term, did the strangers intend for them to shoot him or did they, I mean, it looked like he was coming up on the guy to kill him behind him. So I thought maybe, it was a happy accident, but I was oh. like, man, they couldn't have played that more perfectly because they put the music on right before that. Yeah. And he shows up. So it's like, they can't hear him going, Hey guys, hello. They can't hear him over the music. So it was like, did they stage it that way? Or did they just turn the music on to be creepy? Great. Because we'll never know. I don't want to know. I don't need them telling I, me their choices as an artist. I feel, <laughs> I feel like they, I feel like they were hoping for the best and planning for the worst. They were hoping that he got shot by, by his own friends. I think you're right. But they were ready to kill him in case they were in case they saw him and they didn't shoot. And they're like, Oh, thank God. And then the ax to the head. Mm-hmm. But I, when I, when I saw, <laughs> when I saw that it was, uh, that it was Dennis, um, my immediate thought went to, so I'm, Always Sunny is like top three favorite th- favorite shows of all time, and they do the same thing as uh, some other shows where like every episode is called s- something da 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 da. Like Scrubs is always my something. So the Always Sunny, their episodes are always the gang does blank, and it's mm-hmm. like that. Episode. And so when I saw that Dennis was in it my first thought was, oh, this could have been an Always Sunny episode. And it's, the gang does a home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. I mean, that's basically what the fuck they're up to. It's pretty fucking, like, it's just so bleak of a movie because I feel like especially, I mean, obviously the, the early 2000s is, like, where we get a lot of, like, sadistic horror movies becoming mm-hmm. the thing, like, and everyone really loves that torture porn and like for, like punishing people, right? But mm-hmm. and like a lot of those movies are really gritty and ugly, like brutal fucking movies. But this movie feels that way, even though violence isn't over the top like those movies. This movie feels more violent and angry yeah. and like disturbing than any of those. The, yeah, you're right. This movie is not a gory movie. This is this is kind of similar to The Conjuring in mm-hmm. that nothing graphic happens, but it's just rated uh, whatever it is because of how scary it is. Like The Conjuring, there's no cuss words, there's no nudity, there's barely any gore, but it's rated R. It's rated R because it's just horrifying. And The Strangers also rated R. There's there's not a sex scene. There's a taking the underwear off scene. That's about it. There's that won't not, get you in our reading. Yeah, though. there's not a lot of cursing. There's not 
any gore. It's just this movie is terrifying. There's a bit of violence more towards the, the end because you see the knives going into people and shit. And like, I think it is just for like the horrifying subject matter. And because yeah. it is so brutal in the way of like, it's not hostile. We're not just sitting here watching someone get tortured. Like, I mean, we are, but yeah. it is, it feels very grounded in reality. And that's what makes it scarier is that it could happen to anybody. And the fact that, like, apparently, I think originally there was going to be more dialogue between them and the killers at the very end. And, like, I'm glad like, they didn't. I'm so glad they cut it all Less out. Less is more. Less is more. And the strangers are so fucking scary because you don't know anything about them. And they have these weird things that you're like, well, maybe I could read this from what they're doing. Like, I didn't remember this. And I thought it was interesting that when they finally kill them at the end, obvi obviously they say, like, when she's like, why are you doing this? Because you were home, which is fucked. Um, because of Tamara. That's yeah. why. Fuck <laughs> Tamara that wasn't here, bitch. What'd you do with her? Um, <laughs> no, but like the fact that there's like no explanation. It's just like we were here and we needed to do this or we wanted so to. Savage. And the way that they take off their masks and put them on the ground in like almost like an honoring kind of like almost ritualistic way. It felt and like laying down the knife and then grabbing it. It was very interesting. And I was like, huh. Like it, it, it makes you want to know more, kind of understand a little bit, but then you don't because it's scarier because it's like, wow, they must even have some sort of weird ritual or belief yeah. in this kind of shit that they're up to. Like, so, what kind of shit are they praying to at night? I don't want to <laughs> know. That's interesting. So I I actually interpreted them taking off the masks as kind of like the the last bit of psychological torture that they could do on them because kind of the last th the last thing is like if you take off your mask if you see the person's face now they have to kill you because you could identify them so that i that's what i interpret that is they took the mask off essentially as the last as them destroying the last hopes that they're going to let them live like, hey, you've seen our face. Now we have to kill you. And because even when they kill them, when they stab them, like they do it slow. So like mm -hmm. the whole movie, it just feels they're drawing everything out as long as they can because they get enjoyment out of it. Mm -hmm. They're more about the chase or like they're like Pennywise or whatever, where it's like you taste better when you're scared. You know, yeah. it's that weird thing where it's like, it's like they're not eating people. Once you're but dead, it... we once you're dead, we can't enjoy it anymore. Exactly. It's kind of like Doctor Sleep. They're like, we're gonna take you and yeah. we're just gonna eat you for years because <laughs> the pain and stuff it makes it taste better. And like, if we draw that out longer, we get better food for longer. Yeah. It's like that's fucked. And like, technically, this is just feeding some fucked up thing in these people. I'm so curious about them. And I love the fact that only the women are the ones that speak because I kind of feel like it makes the guy creepier that he never speaks. But also, like, I don't want to know what he would sound like. I'd be too <laughs> fucked. Like, I don't think I could I could hear it. The wheezing is all I need. <laughs> the wheezing is effective as fuck, man. I'm just saying I really uh, I love this movie. I, I still can't believe it's not a franchise with like eight installments. Yeah, but. Really, the second one is not that bad. It's just like, you know, the first one's so unique. And once you've kind of seen these people do the thing, it's like, I mean, that's the thing with serial killers. It's like, you know, they, they're all pretty like by the book. They have their routine. They do it the same every time. So it's like, yeah. how can you really change up their uh, MO, right? It's yeah. basically, they literally are doing the same thing of asking for Tamara or whatever. 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this is their thing. So I've already seen this movie is what it feels like a little bit, you know, but I mean, it's still fun. So most horror movie sequels end up being, but yeah. I think that this one's just such a, such a well done executed movie. It's always going to be a classic, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, there's only like two things that I was not a big fan of, and they really essentially to how I think the movie should, should have ended. I thought the movie, so I thought the movie should have ended with them saying, because you were home and then they stab them. And then the day I thought the movie should have ended. maybe like they see the kids, they get the pamphlets and stuff. Maybe it should have ended there. I did think it was funny though. When they were driving off, she's like, uh, it'll be easier next time. I was like, it seemed pretty easy this time. Like what, what, what what's going to go easier? I don't know. The friend's not going to show up. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was pretty clutch. They're like, Hey, maybe we could work that into the next one. You know, we're learning. I mean, that's the thing is like, these guys seem pretty fucking like seasoned professionals at this point. So it's weird to think that it'll get easier, but maybe it's because, I don't fucking know. Maybe the guy didn't yeah. get a fucking boner like he usually does. I don't really know. But <laughs> that's I'm just, why he's wheezing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. But, but it's the, it, it's a weird. You're right. That little line. I never I never really think of it. Because I'm just like, whatever they tell me, I'm still going to be like, fuck. That but the, the main thing, I don't like how it ends with the Liv Tyler scream. Oh, like, the little fake that, out ending. Like that like that felt like a jump scare that didn't fit with the rest of the movie. It reminded me of, of the very, very, very end of sinister mm-hmm. where the masked demon yeah. thing like pops out at the screen or at the oh, screen, like, yeah. at, like right before the credits. And it's like, Oh, this feels like a studio, like the classic one, horror one more movie jump anything. scare in there. Like, let's just put it in. I mean, if you want to go where it all the way goes back to, I think is Carrie from the set 1973. I think or uh, 1975, whenever that was, uh, that ends with like a total jump scare out of nowhere where she's like dreaming that she's going to put flowers on Carrie's grave. And then it's like the bloody hand comes through and grabs her and she's like screaming and then like wakes up and she's still screaming and she has like a red mark on her hands. And I remember <laughs> that like when I first saw that, I thought that was crazy. Like that got me, but it's so effective, so effective at the very end that I would say that became a staple and now horror movies always will try and do that. And I did think it did not fit. It fit with like that one jump scare earlier, but like it did feel like they put that on at the end. However, I think I was just okay because I was like, she's alive. Thank God. I mean, she's probably (laughs) fucked up for life, but like at least she's alive, right? Well, and they and they they start the movie with the 911 call from the kids. Like there's blood everywhere and stuff. And it's like, I get it. It's all part of us trying to they're trying to force it down our throats that it's fucking real they're just yeah. doing everything they every trick in the book even with the jump scare at the end oh in case you forgot it's real like they're just yeah. throwing it in your face and i yeah, don't like, need it stop i'm not gonna judge them i'm not gonna judge the entire movie for one second like i, mm. I don't i it's just a little thing like, eh, that's, that's me personally nice. i think i would be like yeah i could do without that but like i could just turn the movie, turn the movie off off. before i get yeah, like exactly like, yeah <laughs> that's actually that's really great stephen king does that in one of his books where he's like you probably won't like where this is going so just giving you an out now if you want to pretend that this is where the story really ends because it's happy but read on if you must is what he yeah. says and i was just like that's a fucking baller move because i feel like that's where a lot of people can like nope out on the whole movie and i think it's just stupid just because the ending 
isn't necessarily exactly what you thought. Like, you know, granted, this is just a kind of stupid jump scare, but I would say like literally everything else is so good in this movie that you yeah. can overlook anything. Like they could have done something worse for the ending and I still would have overlooked it. But yeah, that's what I was at. Like, I love <laughs> everything about ever. this movie. Like yeah. one second of the entire movie. Like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, it's like, it's a horror movie. It's early 2000s. They had to do certain things every time, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to pay for it. Yes. And if, and if if that's the only thing I'm like, oh, that's a dumb jump scare. That's incredible. Perfect. <laughs> by, by all standards, that's incredible. Especially exactly. for a first movie. Like, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're oh, 100% right. Unbelievable. This movie is just wonderful. And um, yeah, if you have any sort of street access to your home, maybe, maybe, maybe don't watch this movie or like just be super prepared for it. <laughs> Lock all the fucking doors and batten down the hatches, everybody. This is a true story here that's that you're going to watch. If you see, if you haven't seen this movie yet, you watch it. It's all true. It all happened. That's and, what they're trying to sell. Don't answer the door after eight, seven, eight o'clock. Just don't, you know what? If you just don't answer it ever, I think you might just be a little bit safer. made it through the home invasion strangers and aliens and all we did it we're here god it was so fun watching those movies i mean watching a new one and re-watching a, a great one yeah i kind of like that for us i feel like that'll be a fun kind of theme that we might just carry over throughout all the spooky season episodes this month yeah i, th I think that's kind of the plan at the moment actually i don't know if that was intentional or not but that's kind of how i ended up <laughs> i think it's like a lot of things with us it's just a happy accident but hey here we are and it worked so let's not question it what's our next category <laughs> next category uh i know you're excited for it it's your favorite if i remember correctly we're talking about creature features I think it's the best subgenre in all of horror, personally, but that's just a preference. <laughs> so is it is like the de facto default creature feature? Is it Jaws? I think that's what like every creature feature has a lot to pay homage to, but I feel like yeah. they've come a long way. There's a lot gotcha. of different kinds. You know, there's like a whole subgenre of shark movies. That's just one kind of creature mm -hmm. feature. But I'd like to point out that some movies might have other elements going on in them, but... The ones that we're going to be talking about, I think the main point of a creature feature is that you can't reason with a creature. It doesn't either speak a language. If it does, like it's, you know, you can't communicate. It doesn't care. It's just going to eat you. That's kind mm -hmm. of the, I feel like that's kind of the, the the only thing we should really be looking for with a creature feature. And that's a, probably why I love them. There's a lot of shit you could do with that if that's just your one goal. Yeah. Well, and we're talking about two next week. Uh, both of them I have not seen, so I'm I'm excited. We're talking about this year's uh, Dracula creature feature, Voyage of the Last Demeter. Did I say that right? The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Yep. Of course. It's the okay. Last Voyage of the Demeter. <laughs> yep, it's Dracula, but on a ship and an unlucky crew that travels with him and it's pretty great it's more of a creature feature because it's not like your typical dracula this is like a nosferatu kind of one so he's more like a just a giant bat creature which is great it was a very unique take on it and i think you're gonna like it right now i believe you can rent uh this movie on video on demand 
Mm-hmm. It might, I don't know if it's still playing in theaters, but I assume this month it will be somewhere on Peacock. I would assume before Halloween. So yeah. just FYI, but it is worth the rental purchase. Just saying, mm-hmm. or even buying it. I That's what I did and I loved it. <laughs> and then we're also talking about a movie called Werewolf Within. Werewolves Within. Oh, forgot the S. From 2021. I feel like a lot of people didn't hear about it. It came out like straight on streaming, I think during covid and it's it's an adaptation of a video game from like the 90s that was on the the computer and it was basically like it's it's about identifying who the werewolf is in the group it's like among us but with a werewolf instead of like the killer right yeah and it's kind of a com horror comedy right this is very much lighthearted. whereas the last voyage of the demeter is gonna be a pretty bleak dark movie and I would say Werewolves Within goes perfectly with that because it is lighthearted and fun all around <laughs> yeah well it's going to be fun and... Oh, and that is streaming on Hulu I should oh good call good call well that's it for this week uh, if you want to keep up with us talking about the Saw movies um, we uh, just posted the sixth one we're going to post the seventh one soon so we're going to get into the the spinoffs and then eventually we're going to get to Saw X. So until next time, take care and we'll see you on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here. <laughs>